0: Welcome to Weird Science, the psychology podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking about the Mandela
1: Effect. So my sources include Very Well Mind, Healthline, the Mandela Effect, like the website, the mm-hmm, Mandela Effect, mm-hmm. obviously, and then Psychology Today. So going to start from the very beginning. Uh, Nelson Mandela was born. No. Uh, <laughs> yep. I didn't. I know he was a great man. I did not like, I mean, I know know who he is, but I didn't like actually research him. Maybe I should have. Well,
0: that's not part of the Mandela effect. I mean, we we all all have to thank him for being part of it. (laughs) Unintentionally, (laughs) unwillingly. And kind of terribly. (laughs) I know, he didn't ask
1: for someone for this to happen. Okay, so in 2009, a woman named Fiona Broom. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. It's spelled like broom with an E on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broom. Yeah. So a self-identified paranormal consultant. Okay. Yep. yep. So that's where we're starting. Uh, she was at a conference. I don't know what kind of conference. I'm assuming a paranormal one. Mm-hmm. But she was at a conference, and she was talking about how she could recall the tragic death of Nelson Mandela in prison in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And as she was talking about it, uh, the people she was talking to were all like, Oh, yeah, I remember that, too. That was, like, really sad and stuff. And um, they could remember news coverage, and they even remembered his widow giving, like, eulogy or just speaking. hmm Of course. Um, the crazy thing about this is that none of that happened. Um, right. For those who do not know, Nelson Mandela did not die in prison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He in fact, went on later to become the South African president and helped, you know, with the ending of the apartheid and all that. Right. He did not die until 2013. Right. So when this conversation was taking place, he was still alive and well. I, I don't know what his health status was, but he was still here with us.
0: Right. Um, Which but, is why I do not—I just—I— I, I just cannot wrap my head around how anyone thought he had died, considering <laughs> he is the reason apartheid, like, ended. I just, I don't understand. I'm like, how do you, he was the, pre, he was the first black president of South Africa. Like, how do you not These know that as, like, a fact? people in the U.S. who this I, did not affect them. Have, I don't has know. no one watched The Color of Friendship? uncultured swines i'm just kidding i think that same i don't i don't (laughs) i don't know what what that is it's a disney movie oh about the little Uh, girl from south africa yeah she's a white girl and she lives with a black family in the united states as an exchange program oh my god how do you not remember (laughs) covering i because i
1: i don't think i've ever actually seen the full movie oh well it's a great movie (laughs) <laughs> Remember, she, like, yelled at a black person or something or someone what? else yelled at a black
0: person. No. She, the girl was, she was struggling with the fact that her parents were, or, like, that she grew up in a racist culture. But she was trying to, like, understand that that's wrong. Yeah, it's been a long time since okay, I've seen anyway. that movie. All right. Um. So, anyways,
1: Fiona was, like, blown away by this whole thing. So, encouraged by her publisher, she created a website, the Mandela effect, uh, detailing this phenomenon, calling it the Mandela effect. Um, she ultimately, and I'll go into this further later, but her whole thing is that stuff like this happens because of um, alternate realities. Yep. I mean, that's not just her. A lot of people. Oh, I, I know, I know, I know. But as the creator, um, that's the one that she really backs. But um, more likely, I mean diving into the actual science behind this now, Uh, we're going off a little bit from history, is more likely it's just, um, let's point out here that memories are not infallible. They're often unreliable, incredibly so. Uh, Basically, like during recall, a memory can be influenced to the point that it can become correct. So for example, if I was, I'm not directing this towards you because I'm pretty sure you already know the answer, but... (laughs) This is more like a general uh, rhetorical question. Don't answer it. Okay. So, So if I was to ask you if Alexander Hamilton was a U.S. president, you might say yes. Okay. Why? Well, because you might remember for sure that he was a founding father. Very important, you know, for the United States government. And, you know... You know, so logically it kind of makes sense that he was probably also a president too. And this is
0: pre-Hamilton the musical. Era. Oh yeah, I should <laughs> point this out. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> now I feel like most people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have seen that,
1: but anyway, continue. Like, you're right. I I totally forgot that that was a musical, <laughs> even though I remember uh, once taking Cassie home from like Thanksgiving break, and she wanted to listen to the whole soundtrack, and uh-huh. I did. Yep. Um, I was like, this is good music. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into theater at all. But, um, so yeah, like going with that, knowing he was a founding father and that he was part of the creation of the United States, it, it, it might make sense mm-hmm. that he would be a president too. Cause he's, um, you know, cause basically it's like, you might think of that information being stored alongside the information with like Thomas Jefferson, and right. George Washington, people who were actually presidents. Um, and so kind of when that information gets stored together, it can get jumbled and soon. Yeah, he must've been, except for of course he wasn't, um,
0: um serious question yeah benjamin franklin wasn't a president right no okay, he wasn't he, okay, okay. he's
1: also <laughs> yeah yeah no it's, it's, it's the same thing benjamin franklin you're like he you're like he he must have been a president because he's also right, a founding right, father right. stored with all those other people right, right. who were you know so was it like, james yeah, madison definitely like a president yeah, yeah. but it's not yeah john jay guys was not a president either but he's he's up there too
0: right I mean, he was a judge yeah he was a judge I only know that because all of the high schools in Santana are right? named after judges. Yeah, we have that extra information going there. It
1: um, doesn't help that, of course, you know, we went. Well, I went to Taft. And he also, also became a president. But he was first a Supreme yes, Court. Yes, and justice. also very I fat. I remember that. Okay, great. Um, but, yeah, so it's just that information can get stored together, and then it can get jumbled, and we're making connections. And this is a big concept to go in with memory. But also... Hmm. There are three important concepts to keep in mind with memory. So I will say this. This is a lot of information on memory and not just the Mandela effect.
0: Right, because it all a Mandela effect is false memory. Yeah, it That's is. What fa- it essentially, is. It, is. it is false memory. Unless you believe the alternate theories, in which case it's, it's an alternate universe. Yeah. That's it. I got <laughs> another fun one, too. Okay.
1: Uh, but, um, so... So one of the concepts to keep in mind is something which is post-event information, which is information learned after an event. So this can also affect the recall of a memory. This is why eyewitness testimony is not very credible. So uh, asking people to recall information long after the event has occurred leaves open the possibility that other information learned has already affected the memory itself. Uh, So yeah, in terms of eyewitness, things like that, you may be like... Who knows what they remember in the beginning, but then they start seeing the news coverage talking about how like the burglary was committed by a guy in a red shirt. And suddenly that's going to be a part of their memory. If they were the ones who maybe saw the burglary Mm. is, Oh yeah, yeah. He was wearing red shirt. Why? Because everybody else was saying that. So maybe he must have, and it's going to be a part of your memory now is that you saw him in a red shirt, whether or not that was actually true.
0: Right.
1: And of course, priming. So Mm. priming refers to factors that happen before an event that then can influence the event itself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: Like, like in memory, like it yeah. can't actually influence. Oh yeah, but it, the physical. I occurrence. Just, I always unless think it's of that you're Harvard, talking about yourself. The implicit
1: racial bias test. That's when I think of priming. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I
0: it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just don't know what priming, like what priming would have to do with that. Okay.
1: Um. So, well, because priming is. With that, the, the the test that I'm thinking about is they prime by either showing you a white man's face or a black man's face. Oh and no, then that's they, not
0: the one I'm thinking. Okay,
1: of. and then they flash. Um, it's either a gun or a wrench, and then they ask you which one they flashed. And if usually people are primed with a black face, they ought they if ra- the ra- the implicit racial bias would be that you would think that the what they the like they don't call it a weapon, they just call it, like equipment or something. But they flashed was a gun. Okay, so.
0: Um, I priming. was thinking of the one where it tells you assume that black equals good and every okay. time you see a word that's good, assort it to the black category. Okay. If you see a word that's bad, sort it to the white category. And if you're really bad at doing that, <laughs> then it shows you have implicit bias against black people to not want okay. to associate them with good things. That's, that's yeah that's that, a different that. I was very confused of <laughs> where you're going. I was like, I don't know okay. what that has to do with priming. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no. I <laughs> That's the test I was thinking. Yes. yes. So, information you receive previously influences how you perceive additional information. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, so in the case of priming with something like the Mandela effect is that if you are primed with false information, this can then falsify the memory itself like if like when like you know the Alexander Hamilton thing, I led with what was known as a leading question. Alexander Hamilton was a president, right? Mm-hmm. and so you might go yeah because you were just primed with false information i asked you to right. affirm a positive so the same thing happens is hey do you remember you remember when nelson mandela died in prison
0: mm-hmm. and then you're like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. and so that's the that would be the priming yeah gotcha. and then finally there's also confabulation which is just mm-hmm. such a confabulation i know it's a fun mm-hmm. word to say i like looking at it um so this refers to your brain filling in gaps in information. So no, you do not actually remember every single tiny little detail of a memory, nope. um, but your brain certainly does not like it when it has bits and pieces. So it just fills stuff in. It's, yeah. um, it's essentially, they called it like honest lying. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's
0: like, you're not doing right. it on purpose. Right. It's just your brain fills in the gaps of I'm, things you don't recall. I'm thinking of the time, uh, an interviewer went like a fake interview. I'm pretty sure it was like John Oliver or somebody like that. Of course. Yeah. Um, who went to Coachella and just started <laughs> walking around and asking about certain bands that he had completely made up. Oh. So he'd be like, um, I'm going to use a British accent cause I'm assuming it's John Oliver, but that might be a false memory in itself. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Like it's, um,
0: yeah, it, this is the case of
1: confabulation <laughs> where your brain's like, right. it was one of those news Reporters uh-huh. and so your brain's like John Oliver. Yep, that they one because he's one. the funny one. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, have you seen the uh, the the dancing chickens yet? I mean, oh, no, that was a terrible. I'm gonna delete that from the. <laughs> Hold on, I can't. Never mind. <laughs> no, keep it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do a British accent because that was just awful. I got scared halfway through, and I couldn't. Okay. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so he would just basically go asking like, uh, hey, what did you think of, like, the dancing chickens? And people would be like, oh, yeah, I loved the dancing chickens. They were amazing. I love their, like, prog rock style. And they're just, like, bullshit. Yeah. And it's because they're at an event Mm -hmm. where they're, like, primed with information, Mm -hmm. one. And two, ask the leading question. And then, you know, they just, their brain just, like, Goes with it. Yeah. And it is, is like, mm, yep. <laughs> yeah. We also don't like looking
1: stupid either. We're like, well, I, don't, exactly. I don't know who that is. Exactly. Like, I, they don't want to look like they don't know. They're at Coachella. Right. I've never been to Coachella. Never, probably, ever will.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's music. I remember, I've been seeing stuff about, uh, like recalled in the memory of that Beyonce headline Coachella and it was they called it Beychella and I was like, mm-hmm. like I vaguely recall that I think. <laughs> yes, that was a that thing. could that also could that could be the Mandela effect. People could be lying to me and I would just mm-hmm. believe it because I'm like yeah. yeah Beyonce would go to Coachella and call it Beychella for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then let's also not forget I mean this is more now in terms of the Mandela effect, but the beauty that is the internet. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, what an ample and abundant source of information it is. Uh, mm-hmm. fortunately not all
0: reliable. Yeah. Fortunately no, not all, all reliable. Re- no, it's oh. all I'm reliable. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's true. I saw it on the internet. Why would someone lie mm-hmm. on the internet? That's why everything we say is a
0: hundred percent fact. Oh yes.
1: We do our due diligence.
0: hmm
1: Um I literally only knew about no I mean like I'm not saying I I'm not say I didn't know, but when you were like Nelson Mandela helped end the apartheid, I was like, okay, yeah. Oh my god, I can't. ah, <laughs>
0: so uncultured. I can't.
1: You know what? I'm gonna say this. We could say it's my fault, but I'm gonna blame it on the U.S. education mm-hmm. system. That was not something that was ever really covered. Well, I
0: also was in the U.S. education. I'm sorry, system. Texas is probably better. I just. Oh, but I didn't learn about it oh. until like middle school, probably. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I knew Nelson Mandela was important for the apartheid. I just didn't know he was the president when it ended.
0: Yes, that um, is yes, <laughs> big
1: part of. It. I knew he was an advocate though, like a whole activist <laughs> thing. I got that right. part down. But anyways, internet, lots of information. Not all of it's true at according to me not according to Laura so already we have more you know possible we have some possible misinformation on the internet we're adding
0: also I hope we're giving people lots of like soothing rain sounds in the background oh yes because <laughs> should I oh, stop
1: a soothing quality of my voice I don't know how mm-hmm. to do what is it ASMR um, ASMR no. yeah I was once told by a guy on the phone that I have a really good voice. Mm. Uh, I could be on the radio. I don't know if he was lying or I not. feel
0: like I can do a
1: good voice when I want to, but otherwise it's just vocal fry. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is I hate editing my own laugh on this thing. So. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Um, but yeah, at so. least you don't sound like a thirteen-year-old boy. In my opinion, that's what I sound. like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I haven't even noticed, but <laughs> I, yeah. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs>
1: Let's move on. So, so of course, uh, just because misinformation is so easily spread on the internet, it's no surprise that the Mandela Effect has also increased with the you know the increased use of the internet. Because how else would you so easily spread this misinformation to thousands, if not millions, of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can shout it from your rooftop, and maybe twelve people will tell you to shut up. Mm-hmm. But with the internet, you just throw shit out there, and people think it's real. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a study done uh, this covered a hundred thousand news stories published on Twitter over a period wow. of about Ooh. ten years. <laughs> so, I <know>. Ooh. Continue. <laughs> so this showed that hoaxes and rumors won out about 70% of the time to the truth and they did look they're not just talking about bots which you know um, especially I know those are being talked about again in terms of like the presidential election and stuff but these right. are actually real people too who are spreading this misinformation because right I mean just really probably the likely truth behind how this effect really happens is just that one person starts off with that false memory. Um, and this could be a conglomeration of different memories. Uh, you know, basically things are all kind of barely remembered bits and pieces that are then smooshed all together to make one full memory. Mm-hmm. So like example, Fiona Broom just, you know, she comes out and says like, she remembers N- Nelson Mandela dying in prison and, you know, ask someone else and then everyone else. kind oh, of Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then this one person shares this false memory and others, who i mean, like, let's be real. The people she was talking to in this conference probably did not give two shits about the apartheid and like Nelson Mandela. It was Mm. something they had heard in the news, probably turned away from, didn't really give a shit. So they don't really have. That's
0: very judgmental. It's, it (laughs) is, it really is.
1: Um, but I'm also someone who I'm also adding to self. If I had been at this conference and she had said that, I probably would have been like, yeah, he did. He did die in prison. Mm -hmm. Because again, like I'm like, he was an activist I knew he was the president of South Africa at some point wouldn't necessarily know when those things all added up together. Mm. So, so yeah, like it's, it's probably people who didn't really have a lot of solid information to recall just because it wasn't like real concrete in their minds. It had been news coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then they're having their memories altered as they try to recall what they quote unquote, remembered, Right. Cause they don't really have that solid of a memory to begin with. So then re- repeated recall of this fake memory then further solidifies it in the brain like people agreeing with her. I and mean, being, oh yeah, I do remember that. And that makes the person more confident to believe that it's true because right. everyone else is also saying it's true. So it must be, right? Because there's mm-hmm. no way that me saying this, you know, weeding question would cause other people to think the same thing. And yeah. no, no. So, uh, I mean, and this is a hard, this is a like a, a fact that is hard to counteract as really the only thing you can do is to find like, act, Accurate research-based information
0: right. that is
1: going to disagree with you, and
0: hope that the person that you're or if you're trying to convince someone that that's not yeah. true, you you've got to hope that they also don't believe in alternate realities. Yeah, yeah, you have to really trust the truth,
1: and like you said, you cannot and you cannot do this going up and asking someone a leading question, trying to get your unbiased information, mm-hmm. because uh, the thing is also people tend to confirm what other people believe to be true. Um, which is to say that false confidence will get you literally anywhere.
0: Yep.
1: So, and um, to bring this in, Bartlett, who all the way back in 1932, long time ago, uh, he uh, – actually, you know, he is credited, credited with doing some groundbreaking work on schemas, and he's like the dude who defined it. Okay. But he had done a study where he had people, like, read this story, and then they were asked to recall it sometime later. And a lot of uh, people – like, part of the story they recalled was that, uh, that the characters had been fishing, but the thing that actually happened in the story is they had gone canoeing. So kind of mm. what it seemed like is that it found that people could remember, uh, like, when they tried to remember the story, there was a link between the correct information and the incorrect information, right. so they were essentially making, like, educated guesses. Right. They couldn't remember exactly what they were doing, but they knew it had something to do with a boat on water, so fishing felt likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to kind of put this in the real-life Mandela fact is uh, a man named Steve Biko, Biko okay. he was a South African anti-apartheid activist who was also imprisoned around the same time as Mandela and arguably was equally as famous at the time. Mm-hmm. The difference between them, though, is that one became South Africa's president, and I'm sure you know which, mm-hmm. and the other one actually died in prison. Ah. Yeah. So what's likely is that people remember Steve's death and but like recalling it later they just remember a really famous activist from the time he right, right. you
0: know, was anti apartheid. He died and so I don't know why, but it's really grating on my nerves that he's considered an activist when he's a bad guy. Like it, because I just associate activists with like good people. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Oh no, I hate him. Don't call him that I don't know. Anyway, good. But yeah,
1: so that's it's likely um so it's likely he was it's he's the one that people are remembering is that right. like he's the one who died in prison and then of course but yeah recalling it later they pick one famous guy they pick Niz, nelson mandela because his name's still more well known i've never heard of mm-hmm. steve Biko no, Vico. Yeah. um so i mean ultimately the mandela fact is just an unusual phenomenon when a large group of people collectively recall a false piece of information believing it to be accurate Uh, I mean, to conspiracy theorists, it is proof of alternate realities. But to doctors, it's only an example of how unreliable our memory really is. But, of course, what's so fun about talking about scientific research, um, you know, about memories, like, who cares? When we can just go straight to the source itself and learn what it truly is in the minds of the people of the Mandela Effect. So if you ask Fiona Broom, of course, like I said... um, or, you know, really any one of thousands of people who are absolutely mystified by the Mandela effect, they will tell you that there is absolutely, 100%, no way that people would, you know, across continents and cultures who have never met, don't mm-hmm. know each other, never will, would the exact same incorrect detail. Right. That's just unlikely. Of course, like, you know, some people are confused and false information is abound, but that can't be at all. So, what are the top fun theories that she told me about yes. um so we are sliding between parallel universes right Woo! of course um i you can go into quantum physics that's not gonna i'm not gonna do that um mm-hmm. basically we are just phasing in and out of different alternate realities some of us all together we don't notice that you blink and you're in a different one because that's how alternate realities work um we also uh visited a holodeck it's also a popular one here's the thing is i'm Wait, not what's a- Holodeck. I don't know. I'm oh. not a Trekkie. <laughs> oh. So I okay. don't know what it's I supposed to be. I
0: also am not a Trekkie. I know. I'm like, I'm. Hollow deck. I feel like that's a Star Trek word. Oh. You just feel like it is? Or you just. You looked it up and it is? Oh, no. Is. I think it is. Oh. Why. What? Why do you think it's a. I don't know. Star- it's like a
1: Star Trek word.
0: What? Anyways. <laughs> that's such a weird thing to think. I'm um, looking it up Holodeck? now. Hollow deck? Like, that could be. You could say the same. Like, oh, that's like a Star Wars thing. Like, why? Do I don't you think? remember.
1: I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel okay, like it's... it is Star Trek. Never I knew right. it. <laughs> just didn't
0: feel like it was associated okay. with Star Wars. Anyways. okay. It's 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 basically. Oh, it's also in Futurama. Of it's, course, it's you know the virtual reality room. You oh. walk in and it becomes like. Oh, cool! So we visited a hollow a hollow deck
1: that's a tad bit glitchy i'm surprised no one talked about like the matrix sort of thing in here though it's possible i just didn't get that far because if you want to know more about all the theories they have discussed on her uh, website that she took down buy her book like okay seriously that the website is now just a sale for her book i'm like i want to know what all y'all are discussing and she's like there's thousands of theories and it's just it's too big so here's a book you can buy and i'm like really really yes. so yeah that was the only two i got was, okay cool Alternate realities in a hollow holodeck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's lots more apparently. I mean,
0: I've, I've heard others. I've heard like um, wormhole theories and, you know, just. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or um, like um, that time is not a line. This is the Doctor today, Who, it. right? Wibbly,
1: wobbly, wobbly, timey stuff, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that um, it'll overlap in places. So like maybe the death happening when he actually died uh-huh. like overlapped back oh. when he was in prison okay. that sort of thing gotcha happened.
1: that makes sense yes oh because i was anyway. like what are they saying he died in prison in the future no <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay what
1: anyway so yeah different theories but okay well <laughs> what's the truth behind the mandela Effect? the world may never know
0: <laughs> thank you um okay so my stories today uh, get kind of long, so hold hold in there with Holding on to my pants or yes. seatbelt. Or what, I'm just, what is the phrase? I'm holding... Uh, hold on to your butts, right? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get there, but yes. Uh, hold on to your butts, everyone. Uh, I'm going to list some examples of the Mandela Effect, and then I'm going to end out with, like just a story that's related to a Mandela effect story. I'm excited. Cause you said this story was really popular and I'm like,
1: do I know it? Am I going to know, yeah. remember it correctly?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So number one, the monopoly man, whose real name is apparently rich uncle Pennybags. How did I not know this? Um, yeah, you're right. Did you, did you know that <laughs> rich uncle Pennybags? <laughs> I'm sure it's been mentioned, but you say that and I'm like,
1: yeah, penny bags. That sounds familiar. The rich uncle part, I don't know, but the penny bags, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he does not wear a monocle. If you thought he did, he may be old, but he's got that 2020 vision, baby. Damn. The Berenstein Bears are actually the Berenstein Bears, mm-hmm. which I mean, come on. Unless you're German, I don't really blame you for that one, because like. Apparently, Steen isn't, like, a name. I don't know. Google highlighted it and said oh. it's wrong spelled. Well, <laughs>
1: I, you know what? That one did come up in the research, and it's, like, it mentioned that probably what that happens is because Steen is a much more common, like, right. surname
0: ending than Stain. Right, right. So, um, Mother Teresa was not a saint until 2016, not in the 90s like some people thought, in order to be declared a saint, you typically have to wait five years after their death, and she didn't die until 1997, which I didn't even know that. I thought she died like way back when. I know. I thought she was super old. I like, know. I'm like,
1: she was declared a saint because people would say like, oh, you know, yeah, Mother like, Teresa was a saint. saint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I realize they now mean it like in a more colloquial way than like. A well, tre- like, no, a lot of people literally oh. thought that she was. Oh. The Mandela effect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, they just mean it colloquially. <laughs> well probably it started that way what is this topic and about
0: <laughs> <laughs> but okay uh this one's pretty common most people know this by this point um darth vader never said luke i am your father he does say no i
1: am your father i believe that was false inform that that <laughs> false information was because a boy on the playground told me that that was correct so he he, Nelson Mandela'd me because mm-hmm. then I then I actually saw the movie and was like uh, he was wrong. Really? Okay.
0: Yeah. I just I he just the whole series I, for me. In my opinion, I think it's because when people wanted to quote it back when it was like a popular movie, but you know, back yeah. in the seventies, it was newer, so people wanted to make sure that you Luke. understood what movie they were referencing. Yeah. So they start off with Luke, mm-hmm. so you know exactly what movie they're referencing, like yeah. Luke. I am your father. Because the quote is, yes. Because no, I am your father is father. no, I am your
1: father. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for it to be, Luke, I am your father to that question. Like, no, now you're just stating (laughs) something. You're supposed to answer the the comment
0: that I made. Right, right. Okay, so the evil evil queen in Snow White never says, mirror, mirror on the wall.
1: She She says, says, (laughs) (laughs) she says, do you know? You know, it came up, and I forgot already. Magic mirror on the wall.
0: Magic mirror on the wall.
1: Do you like the, I don't know if you know, that you may not know the answer to this question, but do you like, you know, when they came out with like, because didn't they actually come out with a Snow White story called
0: Mirror Mirror? I think there's one just called Mirror. It's called Mirror. I don't know. Like, I know Maybe. there's Snow I remember White, the a weird one yeah. that was all artsy and shit, yeah, but I yeah. don't like I'm, it, so I'm don't curious,
1: like, did they say Magic Mirror or did Who they say knows? Mirror Mirror? dude
0: knows? Know? Okay. <laughs> Go watch the movie if you care. No, I think they were terrible. Okay. Um, the friendly bear that tells you to prevent wildfires is actually named Smokey Bear. Not Smokey the Bear. Oh. Just Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. Mm-hmm. And it's on the official website and everything. Huh. Yep. It's weird, right? It's such a small detail, yeah. but it's weird. It's like... I'm trying yeah. to think if, like, you know, uh, well,
1: isn't the uh, the crime dog? Is that... I wonder why. McGruff? McGruff the crime dog, yeah. yeah I, I think that's why, because, like, those dogs get, like, the titles and then so I guess. I was
0: thinking it was kind of like the Barnes and Nobles thing, where everyone says Barnes and Nobles, but there's no S on Noble. Oh, Right. Yeah, it's just like a speech thing. Yeah, you want to say it, okay? Um, Chartreuse is a bright. What color? My brain wants to say pink, but it's probably Uh green, isn't it? It's fucking green. That's right. Everyone who thinks it's pink or red or orange, you're wrong. And all of you should have known that. If you weren't uncultured swine... This is Laura's <laughs> phrase of the day. She's yeah. coming out for all of us not knowing things. Because anyone who's anyone should have watched Blue's Clues <laughs> when they were a kid. And there's an episode called Colors Everywhere where, they're, where they talk about the color chartreuse. And that's why I knew what it was as a kid. But I had a mini Mandela effect myself because I had specifically remembered... The episode of Blue's Clues where I learned that word and knew that it uh-huh. was yellow-green, but I could have sworn that the reason I remembered it so well was because there was a character named Chartreuse the cat, but such a character does not exist. Can confirm there is a yellow kitten, there is a green <laughs> kitten, those are their names, uh-huh. there is no Char-co- Chartreuse the cat or Chartreuse kitten. There was so. Magenta
1: the dog.
0: Yeah, but like, anyway, but no, there was no Shark Truce Kitten for me, my personal Mandela effect, but there was definitely an episode talking about it, so that's where I know it. We both have our own personal (laughs) Mandela effects. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stupid Um, In the song We Are the Champions by Queen, he never says... Of the world. That's not in the song. It's not in the song. You can listen to it. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I just, I just remember <laughs> that being like, said in Chicken Little. What? Of oh, the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. But sure. it's maybe that's why I also remember it being in the song because I also thought of Chicken Little, but I was like maybe I misremembering remembering that movie, but maybe. So either we're both in the song. we're both either misremembering Chicken Little, or everyone's mandela effect is because of chicken little Shit, now i gotta rewatch chicken <laughs> little
1: to find out because i'm pretty i i feel like i very vividly remember i him also remember singing yeah because oh, he goes to the window yeah. and yeah. it like zooms out like crazy you yeah. know yeah, i have a memory of this this is okay. real that's real but it's
0: not in the real song so. yeah no like i'm thinking of like the song itself but the thing like, is no, is that not. implies that that was a lyric and it, it's not
1: it's not a lyric they, in the original song. Oh my song. god, a Nelson Mandela effect got into a movie. That's impressive. Yep. I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time, but... Yeah. Okay,
0: question. What color is C-3PO, the robot? It's kind of like a shiny gold metallic mm-hmm. color. Is he all gold? His mm-hmm. whole body? No. What, what isn't gold? I feel like it's his stomach. Uh-huh. And what else? Done. <laughs> Da-da! i saw he's made up of, like lots of pieces yeah no, by, he was made by a little boy his lower right leg is entirely made of silver oh and that i don't know why that blew me away i had to look at it i was like <laughs> this is a lie because i thought the stomach too i was like yeah his stomach's not stom- wait what do you mean leg what and so i looked it up and yes yeah, sh- sure enough The lower left right leg is silver, not gold, and it's very weird, and I have never noticed that before. Throughout all the movies. Yeah. Yep.
1: Huh. Yep. Now I gotta rewatch Star Wars, too. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. In Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter never says, (laughs) hello, Clarice. Oh, yeah. He doesn't go quid pro quo, Clarice. uh, He says her name, Uh and he does say, good morning. But he never says, hello, Clarice. So, um, that is just a false memory. Again, I think it goes to the wanting to quote the movie thing, but not knowing exactly mm-hmm. the quote to say. So you just kind of like saw make it, it up in the
1: theaters, and you forgot most of it yep. anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Only now,
1: with uh, you know, going home and having things on demand, can we quote entire movies? Right.
0: Okay. In the Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf is fighting the Bullrog, he never shouts to the you know the other mm-hmm. part of, the other party group members yeah, everyone else he never says run you fools he says fly you fools Someone
1: says fly you mm-hmm. fools. fly you know what i've i've heard both yeah well
0: it's not run that's run <laughs> <laughs> um apparently cool. you know whiteout yeah how do you spell it is it spelled whiteout like normal now that you're saying it, it's like like
1: W-I-T or something. It
0: is. You are correct. It's W-I-T-E, no H. Yeah.
1: I will also say I do not have a lot of background history with Whiteout. I've used it once (laughs)
0: within (laughs) the last year. I know, but it's just like, I don't. I, like, I never. the first time I used it. I never would have even, like, I've used it, I never would have yeah. even guessed. Anyway, okay. Is Febreze on your list, too? Yeah, Febreze was in there, I didn't list it. Okay. Spelled with one E, guys. One E. I was like, what? Well, I mean, it's multiple <laughs> E's, but there's only one yeah. E each time. Yeah, not in Breeze. There's not, like, you know, there should, two
1: E's yeah. at a time. Because you think Breeze, and you're like, yeah, that's spelled with two E's. Right. Mm, yeah. It's is not.
0: it? Is it, B-R- I thought it was B-R-E-A-Z-E? Breeze like the like breeze B R E E Z E. -E -E -E. I thought it was E -E A Z E. Like when you're talking about breeze, like Mm -hmm. there was a breeze. Stubbly. Are you serious?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm googling it. That's
1: okay, because now now you're making me doubt myself how to spell breeze. I'm pretty sure it's two e's. Oh,
0: it is. Well. I'm dumb. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, just, I didn't realize. I just thought I. Yep. Okay. Cool. I thought like I was thinking breathe maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So <laughs> that's over and done with. Okay. And moving on. <laughs> um. So the movie starring Shaquille O'Neal as a magical genie is Kazam, not Shazam. Although Shazam would have been better because his name is Shaq and it would have been funny, but... They also thought it starred Sinbad. Oh, know. some people think it starred Sinbad. I never thought that. I remember thinking oh. it was Shazam, but I never thought of I, a different person. I remember hearing who about would, this who movie. Who would fucking confuse Shaq with Sin... No. Don't worry, sorry. I got this. Around no, the, here's the same thing.
1: Is around the same time period. There was a movie that did star Sinbad, the comedian. Okay. well then, so, like again,
0: it's the merging of memories. Don't care because you're dumb if you confuse <laughs> Sinbad with Shaquille. Anyway, I don't right. even know what Sinbad looks like. <laughs> exactly, but everyone knows who fucking Shaq is. Oh yeah. So why would you ever assume? I just think of that. Okay. Um, anyway, also the commercial of
1: him in a small car. Yep. The, nice. the general. I uh, no, I just remember there was a commercial. I think it was like a Toyota or something. It came out and it's like okay, small, right. and then they put you know Shaquille O'Neal, who's like seven two or whatever, right, in the car, right. and he's like and he's all hunched in, like, mm-hmm.
0: barely fits. Mm-hmm. I was like, ha, yeah, he's so big. Anyway, okay, so finally, here is my final story, the big one, the big one. Whatever happened to Charles Lindbergh's baby do you know do you know i never found the baby that's what i fucking thought wrong they found the baby they found the baby but he was <laughs> dead so it's not happy <laughs> you know what my
1: brain went the babies they found the dead baby I'm like no 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 they never found the baby <laughs>
0: that's what i always thought <laughs> I, I have heard i
1: cannot, incorrectly directly
0: corrected myself i cannot tell you how many fucking times i have listened to a podcast Covering Charles Lindbergh's baby And I'm always fucking shocked That at the end they <laughs> find The baby <laughs> I'm like wait what I thought he was missing no, no, And they right. never they found did, him They did
1: find the baby oh my god they, but It's so funny that every time you listen you're like Every time
0: what? And I'm always like wait what And then it's like
1: Laura You're you like holy shit they found happening. the baby <laughs>
0: That's crazy um, But I also remembered That the case was never solved this yeah. is also untrue. They <laughs> the book on well, your. Well, no, they 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 no. no someone was convicted. Well, yes, yeah, someone was convicted. But mm, they, the FBI is convinced like that that was thing, the man.
1: That they think Charles Lindbergh was in on it, and that's. The well,
0: thing. I yeah, mean, some, there's conspiracy there, but escape, I, I'm though. saying I didn't realize that they had ever found anyone oh, okay, to arrest, okay. uh-huh. to point at, to look at for yeah. two seconds. I just thought it was never solved. Never yeah, okay, okay, gotcha. cold case, completely Yeah. Now you're thinking untouched. of um I'm probably thinking of a lot of things, but let's move on. I was on. just thinking of the other famous
1: stuff and I was like, I literally cannot remember her name right now. Jean Bonnet? Yeah. Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. Not thinking of Jean Bonnet. Okay. But okay, so whatever happened to little baby Lindbergh. Alright. In 1932, on the first day of March, the son of the famous Lindbergh family went missing. Dun, 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 dun. That was the same year that one guy did his tests. Anyways, continue. Cool. Uh, Charles Augustus Lindbergh Jr. was not even two years old when he was taken out of his nursery in his New Jersey home at around 9 p.m. that fateful evening. Do you like how I'm hyping it up? I hope this dark and stormy evening is like a really, it's, it's a really wanna, good vibe for this. On a dark and stormy
1: night, the Lindbergh baby was snatched from his cradle. Snatched.
0: Yes. Bolt Ooh. of lightning. <laughs> Blah! Okay. So. Um. Yes. Uh, the kidnapping was discovered at 10pm by his nanny, Betty Gao, who then rushed to inform the parents, Charles Sr. and Anne Morrow Lindbergh. A brief word on both of these individuals. Charles Lindbergh, in case you didn't know, was the famous pilot who made the journey from New York to Paris in his plane, mm. the Spirit of St. Louis, and the, it was the first time that anyone had ever flown across the Atlantic without stopping. He was also a fucking dick, asshole, racist, anti-Semitic, well, yeah, it was the 30s. shithead. <laughs> Not an excuse, <laughs> and uh, he be- he was like no, like even to people.
1: In they the went, 1930s, wow. <laughs> were
0: like yikes.
1: oh yikes. That was a lot accepted back then. So if they're going yikes, you know it's bad. It was
0: yikes. It was
1: yikes.
0: Um. So yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, Anne was an author and a pilot herself. She seemed like a pretty cool lady, but she also didn't divorce this sh- dick bag. So like yeah, that's points against her. Anyway, uh, she was just pretty much like a wealthy aristocratic young yeah. So
1: she was probably lady. also racist and anti-Semitic. Yeah. And- you know, at least so enough
0: to be like, yeah, he's fine. Right, right. So, um, back to the crime scene. I just wanted to give some backstory into, like, these were rich, important people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now their baby is missing. So, there were muddy shoe prints and a broken ladder against the wall outside of the nursery window, but no fingerprints in the room and no other evidence. No blood was found in the room, so there was at least some hope that little Lindy was alive. We both know spoilers. Yeah, we've already discussed yeah. this. Okay, so spoilers
1: should have been said at the very <laughs> beginning,
0: <laughs> probably,
1: unless you forgot by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you you're having the same effect, Laura, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, you're gonna be like later, oh my god, oh my god,
0: <laughs> yeah. they found the baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a ransom note demanding fifty thousand dollars, which in today's money is, you guess,
1: is seventy trillion. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I can give an actual number. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fifth, what was the uh, $50,000. Uh, I would say it's probably like, I don't know, $700,000
0: now? $1 million. $1 million. Yeah. $1 million. Yes. So a ransom note demanding $50,000 uh, in 1930 money was found on the windsill. But that's it. The wind-sill? Did I say wind-sill? Wind, yeah. Window-sill. Window sill. <laughs> okay. You said most of the most um, syllables of no in that words. word. <laughs> okay. So, looking at the note, and this will be important later, the handwriting is almost like a child-learning cursive. It's smudged, and there are blots all over it. There are also multiple typos and grammatical errors. The note read, Dear Sir, Have fifty thousand dollars ready. And ready is misspelled. Uh, $25,000 in $20 bills, $15,000 in $10 bills, and $10,000 in $5 bills. After the two to four days, we will inform you were to deliver the money. It's all spelled so <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had a feeling, but that was still really weird listening to you say it like
0: that. <laughs> we warn you for making any ding Public, any di- yes, any ding, public or for notified that police, the child is in gut care. What, what accent are you good? trying to I, do? Or... I don't know, but gut is spelled like German, like you guten tag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, indication for all letters are signature and three holes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and it's spelled H O H L
1: S, holes. I'm sorry, I'm still just thinking about the accent you're doing. <laughs> I'm not actually computing the words you're saying anymore. I'm like, it's what? not really supposed to be a specific accent. I know, but I'm just like, my brain's like, I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. I need to figure it out. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. You're doing an impression
0: of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. That's just part of the challenge. <laughs> okay, well. The German spellings of words led the investigators to believe that the kidnapper must be an immigrant from that country, and the poor grammar and spelling also suggests that he may not be well-educated or definitely not educated in the English language. So, the investigation begins. They are interviewing staff members and trying to get... Um, you know, as many leads as they can, but honestly, there's no evidence. And a fucking shitload of people show up at the house as soon as the, you know, word gets released. It's 1930s. That, yeah, and it's famous people. So yeah. people trample the fucking crime scene. It's terrible. There's no evidence. Um, so uh, it's really hard for the authorities to, like, get a handle on the initial investigation. Mm-hmm. Also... Lindbergh goes ahead and just decides to insert his fucking self everywhere because he's the big bad guy and he wants to be Mister Detective. He's an arrogant him, him, cad. him. Yes, and That's probably what they said about him back in the day. Mm-hmm. An and cad. But yes,
1: cad. Cad's a fun word. I, we should bring cad. that back. Yes. Cad. You
0: cad. Yeah. I, I would love to call a man a cad to uh-huh. his face. yeah Um. So. He just decides, I'm going to use my mobster connections to try to figure out who must be in this underbelly world that is kidnapped my baby. And um, obviously, the authorities are like, please do not. And Mr. Lindbergh's like, fuck you, I have money. <laughs> and- money, money. <laughs> yeah. And so he just, you know, does whatever he wants. Yeah, her bullshit um, he so desires. Mm-hmm. That's also, money buys you. Bullshit. <laughs> apparently, Al Capone offered his services. I was about to
1: ask, does Al Capone come into this because you said <laughs> yes. mob? And I was like,
0: yes. Al Capone, Al is
1: Capone. he in jail yet?
0: <laughs> he he's he offered to try to negotiate with the kidnapper in return for legal favors and other deals, but the authorities were like, I knew. <laughs> love it. So, anyway. So, so many famous people in it, I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Wh- how are you so positive that it was like a mobster? Rel- like it could have been literally anyone. Like why he you, did it,
1: and he's uh, just trying to right, right, push
0: him right, in right, the right. other direction.
1: Right.
0: So okay, um, a f- about five days after the first, you know, the kidnapping and the first ransom note were found, uh, there was another note de- now demanding seventy thousand dollars, which was just slightly over a million. Which it is
1: now it would be one point five million. One point three. You were close.
0: all Mm -hmm. right so um the um this is where it kind of gets weird i don't know what the fuck is wrong with 1930s people so many things but they do not know how to get their shit together it was the great depression things were happening it's not good um so like i guess the third ransom note was like i don't want to talk to you guys directly i want to talk through the newspapers now and so they were like okay and so this guy named dr john f condon was like published in a newspaper i'll be that guy that you talk to now as like a middleman through the newspapers and the kidnapper was like sounds good to me through a secretive note that somehow got delivered there and or like in the newspaper, I don't know, it was very confusing. It's the whole thing, and um, and then Charles Lindbergh was like, Yeah, sure, why not? And then, like, because he did it, so <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, woo, skawi, okay, freaking out the cat. <laughs> so to don't sniff his buddy, doesn't like that, okay. um. So yeah, so basically like this rando dude who was just like kind of like a social guy of the Bronx neighborhood. Um, he was just like, I'll do it. And everyone was like, all right. <laughs> and so they gave him, also they gave him a nickname. I'm like, I thought everyone knew who he why are you giving him a nick? They decide to give him a nickname. His, his nickname is Jaffsy. Look, mm-hmm. he he really was getting into this. <laughs> he wanted a nickname, and they're like, fine. Like, fine, we'll call you Jaffsy. Is that good? Yeah, okay. I feel like he came up with it himself. <laughs> yep. So, Jaffsy was <laughs> sent to meet with the kid- kidnapper's representative. I'm using heavy quotations because it's probably just the kidnapper himself. Yeah, but anyway... The kidnapper's representative, or I guess it could be a representative if Emily is convinced that, you know, Lindbergh did it. But anyway, yeah. Um, so they meet in, in person, but Condon, aka Japsy uh, denied being able to see the man's face. Like he said, like, Oh, there's too much shadow. And he was wearing a funny hat. I don't know. I made the funny hat up, but, um, like he, he just got so excited. He forgot, you know, he was actually supposed to do <laughs> shit. Right. Right. So they exchanged some letters about like, I'll give you this money if you give us the baby. And then, you know, Condon went back to talk to the FBI and um basically like nothing came out of that meeting there were just like a bunch more trades of like various ransom notes and then jaffsy writing in the newspaper about how hey we have the money can we finally like meet up already (laughs) and the kidnapper being like no (laughs) <laughs> and I want more money. Or like I'm whatever. convinced
1: the Lindbergh ba- babies actually writing this themselves.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, no. And then every time these fucking letters were like, it was like a fucking scavenger hunt. <laughs> like a taxi driver would deliver a note to Condon and then that note would have instructions on like how to find the other note. I'm just like what the fuck is is going on? (laughs) Like just drop it in the mailbox like a normal human. Good lord. Yeah I do not understand the 1930s were extra and I don't get it. (laughs) So okay finally they, they meet in public or they meet again not in public in private. Um, and the kidnapper basically, uh, says like, uh, or sorry, the kidnapper agrees to take $50,000 and gives in exchange some like, uh, weird, vague directions about where the baby supposedly is. Mm -hmm. Like he says that the baby is being kept on a boat called the Nelly um near Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts and he's being cared for by two innocent women that don't know who he is like who the baby so is. The whole setup. Yep, okay. So um so over a month goes on or goes by and obviously no baby is found until Shit. pause for dramatic effect <laughs> pause for lightning thunder um, and dramatic effect right. that was a part of the dramatic effect mm-hmm. until <laughs> uh, unfortunately a body of an infant is discovered just four miles away from the Lindbergh home and uh, it the remains were determined to be that of Little Lindbergh um, and they suggested that the the boy had, in fact, been deceased pretty much the day he was kidnapped.
1: Yeah, because I, I, once you said he was dead, I remember, like, wasn't he
0: found? Like,
1: I remember thinking, like, he was found near the home and had right. died. I didn't remember that the case had gone on this long with the newspaper part, but okay. I remembered that the, he basically had been, like, dead the whole time it was going on.
0: Right. So the FBI obviously escalated the investigation at this point. Luckily, because they had given the guy the money, I know. so they had given the guy money in the form of golden certificates. They then were able to track every time these certificates were traded into a bank for cash. Mm-hmm. They were then able to track whatever bills were given. Mm-hmm. So, so even if they couldn't catch the guy cashing in, oh, oh fuck. Um, so even if they can't, like, even if they can't catch the guy as he's trading in the golden certificate, they can now follow the trail of marked bills mm-hmm. that the certificate was traded for. Gotcha. And that is how they ultimately arrested, da-da-da, you ready, Richard Hapman, Okay. an immigrant from Germany, remember the good, letters? Yeah, good. good mm mm-hmm. With a criminal record, um, when arrested, he had possession of one of the gold certificates, like on his body or in his car or something. Mm-hmm. And when they went to search his home, they found more certificates and bills in the garage. Uh, he, they also found um, like a lot of other incriminating uh, evidence, like the name and number of C. Written on a wall in, like, a closet or something. where you trusting choice of where to write it? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, they also found sketches of a ladder that looked like the same sort of shitty-ass ladder that was built. Because it was, like, a really shitty designed ladder. He didn't just buy a ladder? No, he wanted to draw it out first. I know, like, what? <laughs> and it was still shitty. Like I, I'm just trying to...
1: I... This is why I was like, he's the fall man because who draws a ladder and then mm-hmm. builds one when you can buy a ladder? Right. Anyway, so. Anyway, he's like, they, it can't be traced. And then they.
0: Seats. And then they also found wood that the ladder. The, the ladder that was found at the kidnapping mm-hmm. site, they found wood that that ladder was made out of, also in this guy's home. Yeah. So they're like, obviously mm-hmm. it's him. Um. The whole month and he hasn't cleaned up after himself yep there's a lot of police brutality that takes place which probably (laughs) um yeah which definitely doesn't help the you know alternate theories Mm -hmm. which suggest that this guy was you know a fall man possibly paid by Lindbergh to do all of this Mm -hmm. whatever anyway so um He was convicted and sentenced to death and died by the electric chair in 1936, but he and his wife both staunchly proclaimed his innocence until his demise, and she continued to advocate for him until her own death at the age of 94. Um, And now, you know, like, we all kind of get that the evidence isn't as cut and dry as the FBI wanted it to seem. Yeah. Um, You know, finding sketches of a ladder... Finding wood that looks like it might be the same wood that was used to build the letter. thats all circumstantial. Yeah. Finding the name of John Coden, Condon written in his closet is—it's—it's it's suspicious, but you know, technically, if he was posting in the newspaper, like anyone could have seen I that. I have always kind of thought that like he was hired by Lindbergh, sort of thing, you know? Right. Like I—I I feel like he was obviously involved. Yeah. Um, but. And there's, like, a whole bunch of other theories, because there was also, like, the suggestion of it was his roommate who actually did the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry, that scared me. Don't worry. All oh, that thing's plugged
1: in. Cool, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, Let's finish this up right yep. before the power goes
0: out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so there's an alternate theory that his uh, roommate's who was another German immigrant guy, could have possibly done it, but then it... Um, because that's what Hopman claimed, is that it was it was his roommate, not him. Mm-hmm. He had nothing to do with it. He was just using the money because he found it. He didn't realize that the how the roommate had got it. Yeah. And the roommate had died, like, in late March after the kidnapping had occurred, so there was no way to, like, question him about it. Whatever. Um, that kind of proved to be false, because, like, well... I don't know, supposedly proved to be false because that guy was like super poor and never used any money, so they were like, Well, you know, why wouldn't he have used the money if he had it?" Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay, so there, there's a lot of different theories. I'm not gonna go into it. If you wanna listen to another podcast, go for it. I just wanted to cover the fact that the baby was found. The baby was found. The baby Someone was, was found. convicted. Maybe I'll I will finally remember <laughs> what fucking happened but no promises because this case was super weird and convoluted and all over the place and what the fuck 1930s anyway that's it the nelson mandela effect guys yay his namesake Mm -hmm. i'm sure he'd be very proud i know right here (laughs) i am not remembered for apartheid (laughs) and being the fucking president but can be remembered for this. <laughs> for not actually really being dead yep. in
1: the 80s. Yep. He's actually now really dead. But Or is he?
0: <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, let's okay. finish this up before the power yep. goes out again. Alright,
0: okay, goodbye! Bye. <laughs> for listening to weird science hosted by laura moyer and emily gangness if you'd like to get into contact our email is we talk weird science at gmail.com spelled w-e-t-a-l-k-w-e-i-r-d-p-s-y-b-n-c-e at gmail.com our instagram and twitter handles are at weird science spelled the same way cover art is by morgan kalka whose Twitter handle is at player director music is by Josue Allen at J O S U E A L N on Instagram. Thank you so much. Have a great day.